Okay, so I've got my heat on, so you'll probably hear that. Um, Alright, so I just got out of a college class. Don't die, friend, I'm backing up. <laughs> Kids everywhere. It's nighttime, I'm night driving now, which is way different than day driving. Welcome to the Driving Me Crazy podcast. Today, we are going to be talking about On My Block. It is a dandy new show that I've blitzed through. I watched all of it. We'll also touch on a series of unfortunate events. I think I'm going to talk about On My Block first, though, because it's a little bit more serious, right? It's a little bit uh, more intensive, The what happened in that. Uh, and, you know, we all know about the depressing-ass Baudelaire's and their series of unfortunate events. So we all know about them. So let's talk about On My Block because it's a TV show on Netflix that you might not know about. Let me go over the premise of the show. Premise of the show. Please stop. That's a stop sign. Thank you. Uh, premise of the show is four friends. They're uh, in their last year junior high or rather in elementary. I don't know how it really works around the world. Oh, I thought I just blitzed a stop sign. I did not. We're good. I don't know how it works around the world or around even America. But where I'm from, you go to junior high from 7th to 9th, and then 10th, 11th, and 12th is all uh, high school. 9th, 10th, yeah, so 9th was in junior high for me. Uh, I think they changed that since I've been gone, I don't know. So these, basically they're going into high school. Their grade is really, un, it doesn't much matter. Uh, they're going into high school and they're trying to survive together. That is what they are... Uh, that's what the show is all about. Them trying to keep their friend circle intact. All right. Now there's a couple of uh, issues that get brought up when you go to high school. There's girl issues. There's uh, interests being diverged. You grow apart from your friends as you grow. All these certain things affect this friend group and it threatens their jeopardy. So the main part of the show is how do we keep our friend group together? the main part. We have four main characters. We have Monse, the very in-your-face protagonist. I feel like she's one of the main characters. The other main character, who she happens to be in love with, is Caesar, and he is the other protagonist of this story. There's two side characters who are kind of there for comedy and kind of there for other purposes. Uh, Jamal, who is the... Uh, he's comic relief. They're all kind of comic relief. It's kind of a comedy show. It's a little bit of a comedy sitcom on Netflix. But he's most of the comic relief. He is there to be funny, to be very wacky, to be very uh, in-your-face, wavy arm, inflatable tube man type funny, right? And then you have Ruben, who was my personal favorite. He was the uh, uh, intellectual funny. Uh, he was there to be witty, to be smart, to have a funny quip now and again. And that was his role. These four friends, very different in uh, all of... Uh, completely different friends. I can't believe how different of a friend group these guys are. My friends, every single one of us was Ratchet. So in the show, there's a side character named Jasmine who comes in and around every once in a while and people just can't stand her. She's kind of uh, that... She's that one person in school that you were like, wow, leave. <laughs> not in a mean way. I don't not like you. You're just too up in my face right now. So that was Jasmine. That is That was my friend group. And every single one of us was like that. We all liked each other because we were all very similar. These friends, it seems like these friends, they like each other because they're so different. 
right? So let's go through each one individually to kind of give you the uh, the premise and the characters and what's going on here. First of all, you've got Monse, who I think is probably the main character of the show, uh, depending on, because we spend so much time focusing on her. Everything kind of revolves around her, uh, weirdly enough. So you have Monse, and Monse uh, is the girl of the group. The, the rest of the three are guys. And she is Hispanic, I think a little uh, African-American in there as well. So she's very in-your-face. She will tell you exactly what she's thinking. And that's basically her character. Uh, the side plot for her is that she hasn't seen her mom. And she kind of wants some answers about why she doesn't have a mother. And why her mother isn't around. So that's her side plot. Then you have Caesar. Caesar is another main character, the main dude who is in love with Monse, Monse's in love with him, but they don't want to tell their friends Ruben and Jamal because they fear that it would break up their friend group, which is a real fear. That actually is a real thing that could happen <laughs> if, in high school. If you're younger and listening to this, that's, it's possible. Uh, he, what's interesting about him is that his older brother, Spooky, is a gang member and has just recently got out of prison and has recruited Lil Spooky and or Caesar into the gang. So his attitude has changed over the summer. Is he going to be, uh, you know, a nice guy or is he going to be a gang member there? And the, the big focus is the group trying to uh, have him kiss on not being in a gang. Um, it's 9.30, there's no one out. I love driving at nighttime. It's so beautiful. Um, then you have Jamal. Jamal's side plot is he doesn't like football, he doesn't want to play football, but his parents love football, and they think that he is on the team. He is not on the team, he quit the team, and uh, his side plot's very, very funny. His other side plot is that he thinks that there is a mystery treasure hidden somewhere in the neighborhood, and there's clues everywhere, and he is going to piece these things together. He thinks that there's money hidden in the neighborhood, he's going to try to find the money. Finally, you've got, again, my favorite character. His name is Ruben. He goes by Ruby. Sometimes he does go by Ruben. Sometimes it goes by outside Ruben. <laughs> this dude's hilarious. He reminds me so much of me. It's crazy. Except without the charm. I'm not very good with the charming and the, the lady type things. That's something I could learn from him. But the wittiness and the, 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 the back talk, the banter, the funny, uh, you know... The jokes, the one-liners, that's really my thing. So I, I really relate to him. His, his side story is that he wants his own room. He gets his own room for like a day, and then he has to get rid of his own room, and he has to uh, room with his abuelita, who is his grandmother in Spanish. He has to room with his grandmother because uh, one of their family friends has needs somebody to stay there. So one of his family friends is staying with him. He happens to be a teenager, of course, this girl happens to be the same age, very pretty, and his whole story is he's falling in love with her. It, I mean, it's teenage love, it's puppy love, right? He's falling in love with her, so he wants to uh, be with her all the time. He wants to have her fall for him. He wants her to be with him. That's his side story is to have Olivia, which is her name, fall in love with him. Now we've got the players, we've got their directions, and the story begins. Uh, the story begins is over the summer break, Caesar tells his gang member friends to impress them and or probably to uh, uh, get some street cred that he has been 
uh, boning, this is their word, not mine, he has been boning Monse. And uh, that doesn't sit well with the other two. They don't really appreciate their friends talking about their other friend like this. Uh, so they have some quibbles, and they have been fighting over the summer break. Monse's been away on summer break. She comes back, and this is a big drama, and she wants to know what's going on. She finally finds out from Caesar that the reason he said that to his gangster friends is uh, because he wanted to protect her. They, the gangster friends have seen pictures of her, they know who she is, and they want her. They want her as their side piece, as their main piece. So he basically claimed her. That's a part of the gang culture, is that you claim uh, the people who you want. And he claimed Monse to protect her, and because he did actually have feelings for her. So that was pretty interesting as well, and stuck the red light. Bummer. Man, I was hitting greens the whole way. So that's how it starts, and of course, there's a lot of secrets here. There's a lot of um, he said, he said, she said. Did they really bone? It's a big secret. At the end of the first episode, the big hook that gets you going, oh, is that it's true. Monse and Caesar, both pretty young, pretty young in my opinion, to be having sexual interactions. Uh, they did have have sex. They did. Uh, I would assume lose each other's virginity to each other, and that's actually what went down, but they want to keep it a secret because they don't want that to be something that hurts the friendship or breaks up the crew. Uh, hello? <laughs> Help, no? <laughs> no? 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 Hello? <laughs> what? <laughs> Sir? <laughs> Sir? <laughs> Sir? <laughs> oh, shit. That dude just went up, uh... <laughs> A highway outlet. <laughs> oh, shit. He just went up uh, a no-entry uh, highway outlet where cars are usually coming out. I'm going to cut this dude off because I need to turn. And hopefully he doesn't rear-end me. And he started going up the goddamn highway. Uh <laughs> Oh, damn, I've never seen that before. I have literally never seen somebody go the wrong way up the highway. I've seen it a couple times on Cops. I have never seen it before in real life. That was fantastic. He turned around, by the way. He turned around. He didn't kill anybody. Nobody killed him. <laughs> Shit, where was I? Uh, yeah, so Monse and Caesar, they actually did bone. Again, show's terminology, not mine. And they're worried about keeping the crew together. The series goes on. Olivia becomes involved and uh, to keep the secret Monse and Caesar, they don't want to be together and Olivia starts coming on to Caesar and then they start getting together and that creates big rifts and big secrets and the whole show is very funny uh, witty it's, it's interesting you care about these characters you start to pull for these characters in Caesar's case you actually start to uh, kind of humanize the gang culture where, yeah, these kids, they're still kids. These are still human beings. Yeah, they're scary. They're spooky. The character's name is Spooky. He's a little spooky, but he's actually, you actually grow to find, yeah, he is a human though. He's doing things for a reason. He might, might not be doing good things, but he is doing things for a reason. There's reason behind what he is doing. He's not just being evil because he has to be evil. 
Uh, and there's and there's reasons why everyone does something. And it's a good show. It's only 30 minutes. It's uh, 10 episodes, 30 minutes. It's perfect. It's perfect. That's exactly how long a show should be, especially for a first season. 10 episodes. Keep it short and sweet. Show me what you've got. Impress me. And maybe I'll come back for season two. Spoiler alert, I'm definitely coming back for season two. So that's, I mean, you can, I mean, you look, the Rotten Tomatoes is at 100%. It's 100% certified fresh. The community loves it. It's rave, uh, the reviewer side has it at 78, which is 80, which is like a B minus, which is a pretty good show. It's pretty good compared to what most shows are these days. Um, but let's get to the end of the show. So if you don't want to hear spoilers about the end of the show, go ahead and skip forward. I don't know how long. Just skip forward a little bit. Um, I'm going to talk about this for a little bit, and then I'll move on to a series of unfortunate events. But it ends up being that uh, Olivia falls in love with Caesar, but recognizes that Monse and Caesar are in love with each other. And so she breaks it off with Caesar and eventually gets with Reuben finally at the end of the season. All season, Reuben has been charming the pants off of uh, Olivia. And she doesn't respond. He's basically been friend-zoned, which is a damned shame. It's never fun to experience or see a friend-zoning. But that's what happens. And then finally, at the, end of the, uh, at the end of the season, he gets what he wants. He gets Olivia. She kisses him. They dance. It's fantastic. It's amazing. Jamal ends up finding the money, which you at the moment, you don't think... There's a point there where you don't think it's real. You think it's either in his head because... That's what he always goes after. His Part of his character thing is that he loves the Goonies. He loves treasure hunting. He loves these fake-type adventures. Uh, so you think it's not real there for a little bit. But it is very real. He finds the money in the end, and he just rides off into the distance. So we don't really get a whole lot of answers from that. His storyline's hilarious, though, uh, with his parents, with, uh, with, with the characters he meets along the way. It, it, the grandmother is fucking hilarious. Very, very funny work from Abuelita. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. It makes me giggle. Um, Monse's character, she actually, a lot of her interesting stuff, weirdly, it goes under the radar. Because everyone else is so in your face and funny, she's not really funny, she's way in your face. So her character isn't really all that memorable or all that interesting, but her character stuff and her story is... Her mother, she ends up on Halloween night running into her mother and just bumping into her randomly. If I get caught by this yellow, I'm okay with that. No, we're going to get a green. We got the green arrow. That is why, my friends, green arrow is my favorite superhero because he exists in real life. <laughs> when you're driving, you hit that green arrow, you're like, yeah, I love it. All right, Monse. She runs into her mother on Halloween night, and her mother hasn't talked or seen her in uh, since she was, like, maybe two or three years old. So she doesn't really know what her mother looks like except for pictures and photos. No connection there whatsoever. They don't keep in touch. She is a famous... Uh, she ran away to chase her dreams. That's all we know. She moved to New York. That's all we really know. She sees somebody who she thinks looks like her mother. She Facebook stalks her. She gets a job from her. And by the end of the job... Uh, she goes to the bathroom because she's a little sad. She thinks that it's her mom, but she knows that I, there's no way that a 
relationship could happen. So she goes to the bathroom, and the mother uh, gets a phone call, or sees that the girl had a phone call. Monza gets a phone call from her dad. She recognizes the face. She's, she's shaken. She is shook. And you can tell, oh, this is her mother. Oh, shit. So it's really her mother. And that's one of the bigger hitting parts of the show. And I don't think it's going to get talked about a whole lot. Because if you've grown up as a single child or a, a single parent in a single parent home, you just don't get it. You just don't understand. And, and for someone like me, because I did grow up in a single parent home, you just, you just don't understand the two parent system. You don't get it. You don't understand why it's so, it feels like it's so easy. It feels like it's just so damned easy for those two parent household people. <laughs> for single parent household people, we're usually more brash. We usually cuss more often. We're usually more independent. We're usually uh, more self-sufficient. We usually don't need to rely on mama and papa all that much. Mm, I'm wondering what to do here. They're speeding up, so I'm speeding up too. <laughs> this van's going to be slow, so it's fine. Uh, whereas the single, whereas the two-parent household, it's more of a family unit. Religion's more important. Family is more important. Uh, you know, having a good job. Like, all these things are kind of set up for you. You're set up for success. In my point of view, as a single-parent household child, that's what it, it's like. It's like if you have two parents, it's so much easier for you. That's just what it seems. So I really connected with that storyline, and the payoff for it was great, and there's really no resolution to it. She pays her like 300 bucks or something for a night of babysitting, which is crazy too much. And you wonder, okay, did Monse know that she knew that she knew, or did she not know that she knew that she knew? It's so weird. There's so many dynamics. I want to kind of figure out more. I want to see if she explores it a little bit deeper, her with her mother. It's very interesting to me. Uh, her other side quest, of course, is to save Caesar from the gang, and she'll do damn near anything to do that. She lies to her friends. She has sex with Caesar. She tells Caesar to have sex with Olivia. Not really, but she says, get, get with Olivia. Uh, that way it keeps a secret. That way you're happier, and all this other stuff. Monse was a really good character. I just feel she's going to be uh, overshadowed a little bit by all the other big over-the-top characters. Ruben's a huge character. And even Caesar is a bigger character because of he's kind of the main reason for the whole show. So let's dip into uh, um, Caesar, because that's the last one I haven't talked about, right? So Caesar's whole storyline is his gang activity and his relationship with Monse and Olivia. His gang activity... He's like the main dude. He's like Fred from uh, Scooby-Doo. He sits there. He's looking good all the time. Every single scene he's in, this dude's got tight shirts on. He's showing off his muscles. His hair's perfectly done. And, and it's, something just hit me. I'll talk about it in a minute. And the dude is always, like, there. He's always, like, cool, calm, collected. He's got the smoldering, handsome look every single scene that he's in. It's crazy. Even when he's in a gang, he's completely calm. And completely, it's okay. I will figure it out. And it's so crazy how interesting this character is. And his older brother is the same way, but a little bit scarier. It's so weird. They cast those two perfectly. It made me wonder, are these two related? <laughs> because, wow, they, they are so in sync with each other. And his whole arc is about him being in a gang. And the gang is taking away his school time and his friend time and his... Uh, uh, 
his his relationship time. He doesn't have all that time anymore because he's in a gang. He has responsibilities. And that sucks because I hate... I've always had a thing for gangs. I hate them. I hate them. This dude's going very, very slowly. He's going 35 on a 40 road. I'm about to pass him. He's in the left lane. Sir! Let's go. There you go. He's speeding up now. Uh, And I've always had a thing for gangs that I just don't like about them. And I've always been like, oh, you're in a gang? Well, I don't feel sorry for you anymore. Why are you in a gang? That's stupid. Why are you in a gang? Gangs don't make any damn sense to me, right? And sport teams don't make any damn sense to me. If I'm in Utah, right, and we've got the BYU-Ute rivalry, right, why do we have to hate each other? We're both Utah. We're both Utahns. We're both Utah fans. Just because they live in a different part of the valley, why is that a thing? Why is that such a thing? But it is a thing. And it kind of, uh, and and it doesn't make sense to me still, even after watching the show, but it has made gangs more human to me. If I see a kid in a gang, I'm not, I'm probably not going to write them off nearly as quickly as I used to because they are people too. They're doing things that they have to do. And most often it's not that they chose to be in the gang. It's they were in the gang out of what they felt was a necessity. Their family was in a gang. They were born into it. They had no money, no food, and the gang provided that they they felt the necessity to be in the gang. So I, I'll feel that a little bit more because of Caesar's storyline, which a show hasn't really done that for me in a while where I've learned something. This really did teach me that. Uh, his whole relationship with Monse and Olivia, I don't know, this dude, this dude's a lucky son of a bitch, I'll tell you that. When, when you can get the geeky girl Monse, who was kind of geeky in the beginning, and you love her, which was weird to me, and you get the hot girl, Olivia or whatever, when you get both of them and both of them want you, man, that's some bullshit. Which is why I relate with Ruben, because <laughs> Olivia was like Ruben's. Ruben kind of claimed him, and at bro code states, if your friend claims somebody, you can't get involved with them. That's not cool, man. But he does, but he does. So his character is kind of like the hot shot, right? The Fred from Scooby-Doo. All right. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Thank you. There you go. Uh, <laughs> and then the show ends. Let's let's set up the ending of the show here, okay? The ending of the show is Olivia's quinceanera. Her, her family isn't around. Ruben, again, trying to charm the pants off of her, which... I mean, he probably successfully does, if not for the ending of the show. Uh, he sets up the whole quinceanera. He has fireworks. He's bringing in ponies and, and horses. He's choreographing dances. He's trying on makeup and dresses. This dude is going all freaking out. And I was taking notes like a madman, like a fiend. I was taking notes because I've got plans and this dude's got all the moves. So, <laughs> it doesn't always end up successful for him, but he does have a good little uh, playbook there. And then he also has set up, and this is crazy heartbreaking to me, he sets up a FaceTime with Olivia's parents, and the culmination of the show is uh, they're dancing on the dance floor, the parents are going to call him through FaceTime at some point during the night, and so they're all dancing. Monse is dancing with Caesar. Jamal is uh, biking off into the sunset with his money. And Ruben is finally dancing with Olivia, who has kissed him. 
which is crazy, crazy satisfying. You're like, finally, Jesus, finally, the geeky guy gets the girl. Uh, and then uh, you see some, uh, you see a gang member coming through the crowd. And this is, this happens earlier in the show. Caesar is told to kill Latrell, who used to be a, uh, a schoolmate of his. And he's a good guy. Caesar is a good guy. Even though he's part of a gang, he's a good guy. Doesn't want to kill anybody. So he decides to let him go. He, they pretend to kill him. They say, okay, go out of town, leave. That way, that's the only way this works. Otherwise, I have to kill you. So he ends up staying. Latrell stays, and instead of being the good guy, Latrell's the bad guy here. Comes back, and he's going to kill Caesar at the Quinceanera. Ruben sees Latrell while dancing with uh, Olivia and takes the freaking bullet for not only Olivia, but Monse and, uh, and uh, Caesar as well. This dude takes a freaking bullet for all three of his friends that he has at attendance. If Jamal was there, he probably would have taken the bullet for Jamal too. <laughs> it's insane. It is insane. So the cool character who finally did what he needed to do, god damn it, in getting the girl to kiss him and to react to him and, and know that he loves her and she loves him, he did what he had to do. He did his job. And he gets shot. Now he luckily, from what I see as a TV watcher, as an avid TV watcher, I think he's going to survive. Because you cannot kill off a main funny uh, guy in the crew without there being someone to replace him. They didn't have anybody to replace Ruben. No one can replace Ruben on this show. If Ruben is dead, the show doesn't become unwatchable. But it does lose something that it had. Sorry, I'm on the, I'm on the, uh, I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on a corridor, the Mountain View corridor, or whatever the stupid highway is called. So you're probably gonna hear some revving. You kill him off, it loses the show. The show is lost. It's not gone. It's not completely gone forever. It's not dead, but it is lost, and it needs to be found quickly. Here's why I don't think he's dead. He was shot in that stereotypical, oh, I just got shot in the shoulder type area, you know, where people never die. Uh, so he was shot there. He never is shown not breathing, okay? So the final shot of the show is him gasping for breath and air, and he's going, <gasps> so he never stops that. It cuts, to, it cuts to black while he's doing that. So, and ambulances are on route. So I think there's a really good 90, 85-90% chance that Ruben is still going to be a part of the show, and he's going to be a character, and he's just going to go through a character development, because the bullet went through his shoulder and hit Olivia square in the goddamn chest on her quinceanera, and as she is being held by people, you see blood coming out of her chest, the middle of her chest, right, where the heart is. And she is looking at Ruben and she's like reaching out to Ruben. And while they are reaching for each other and they're both dying, the phone goes off and her parents are FaceTiming the quinceanera to talk to their daughter. And it was supposed to be such a happy ending. And they trick you. You thought that it was going to go well and it does not. It does not go well. It sucked. It really, really sucked, this show. But it sucked in such a good way. In such a satisfying way.
oh my god, it sucked in such a great way. <laughs> uh, man, uh, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's entertaining. It's way funny. It's not family friendly. I wouldn't say it's family friendly. The recommendation was 14 years and older. I'm happy with that recommendation. I don't really feel comfortable showing it to my 7th graders or my 8th graders. Maybe a few of my ninth graders who can maturely take it and find it funny. But it's a show that is kind of like a coming of age. You've got to be in high school really to appreciate it because that's exactly kind of how high school is without the cartoonish things that happen in it. There's some characters in there that you're like, get the fuck out of here. There's no way this character really exists in, you know, in California, in gang country. There's no way. But but that do and it's hilarious so it's a great show it's absolutely hilarious I highly recommend it and it's heartbreaking man it's heartbreaking Jesus what the hell's oh it's 39 degrees okay uh it's heartbreaking and I didn't cry but I was like oh my god you shot Ruben you couldn't have shot Monse or Caesar you went ahead and had to shoot the cool kid in the whole freaking group you shot Ruben and not only Ruben, you shot Olivia too. You shot Olivia too. So, oh my God, it's a tragedy. It's a Shakespearean play. What happens between Ruben and Olivia? It's crazy. It's insane. Uh, <laughs> so that being said, that's my review of On the Block. I loved it. It was great. I had to get it off my chest. I've been, I've been holding it in. Nobody in my friend circle, and I have a, a very small friend circle, has seen this show. So I've talked about it on Facebook and I've recommended it, but you can't really give spoilers on Facebook. It's not nice. So my spoilers are here. I've gotten it off my chest. Hell, nobody can watch this episode or listen to this episode, and I'll be okay with that because I got it off my chest. But if you do, feel free to welcome. Feel free to talk about it, to message me about it because I love talking about TV shows and characters and story arcs and character development. It's like my favorite thing to do. Uh, And that was really it. So with that, I want to move on because I do want to hit up on a series of unfortunate events, which is the other show that I binge watched in like a day and a half. (laughs) So yeah, on my block took a day and a half for me. Really, it took 24 hours. It took 24 hours before I was on the final episode watching the finale. Uh, A series of unfortunate events, I, I, I paced it on purpose. I purposefully paced it out because I wanted to enjoy it. Even though it got to a point where I was like, damn it, I'm going to have to just watch it all. And I ended up just watching it all. (laughs) And a series of unfortunate events is just so damned funny. It's hilarious. It's got everything. Now, this is is a kid-friendly show. This is a show that you can watch with anybody in the room. Oh, this guy's going to zoom past me. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's all you. It's all you, white truck. It's all you. You can take it. You and your Virginia Tech decal. (laughs) Uh, This show is family-friendly. You can watch it with damn near anybody. You can watch it with adults. You can watch it with old people, young people, Mormons. (laughs) You can watch it with anybody, and everybody's cool with it because it's just so good. It's so good with what they do. All right, I'm going 65 car. It's one lane now. You had your opportunity to pass. You did not. You're going to have to go six or seven over the speed limit and deal with it. Because if I hit a deer, I'm not dying today. Deal with it. All right, yeah, and there's a police officer right there. There's a police officer right there. I love it. 
Yas, bitch. Yas. Oh, my God. I love that. Yeah, you better slow your goddamn roll, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Uh, and we're unpublished. And this podcast isn't going up. A series of unfortunate events. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's good. I highly recommend this one as well. Uh, oh, Sean, what is his name? Neil Patrick Harris is great as Count Olaf. I thought when they cast Jim Carrey for the movie, I thought that was perfect. I think Neil Patrick Harris does it better. He does things, and the accents are hilarious. Like, the pirate doesn't have a pirate accent. He's got, like, a German accent. And then, the like, the scientist dude doesn't have a nerdy accent. He's got, like, a, a strong, strongman Polish accent. It's so funny how he plays with the Count Olaf character and how it works. Uh, Esme Squaller is now in the series. She is fantastic. Everything about her is great. What they lack in the books about Esme Squaller and how her character develops into being Count Olaf's girlfriend, they fix it in the TV show. Because in the books, I'm like, I don't care. Stop talking. Good God. The, her first book was amazing and great. Uh, the Ursat's Elevator. But ever since, like, throughout the rest of the book series, I was like, okay, I'm done with Esme. She, I'm not believing that she left a life of, uh, you know, comfort to go after the orphans. But in the TV sh- series, in the Netflix TV show, she does a great job at purveying, at, at showcasing why she wants to go after the orphans, why she's so enamored with uh, Count Olaf. And there's a sugar bowl for whatever reason. I didn't read all of the books, so you'll have to forgive me uh, because I don't know about all of those. I don't know about... I might, I might want to lane change here. I don't know about all of those things. Uh, There's a sugar bowl. One of the parents survived the fire. I don't know any of those spoilers because I didn't read past the Carnivorous Carnival. I never got past that. I don't remember if it was because the book. I feel like the Slippery Slope book had just come out when I was reading the series. So I didn't really... Okay, you're right, my asshole. Really, sir? Go ahead and lane change. Dude! Hello! Okay, fuck me. Jesus. God damn, sir. God, I hate trucks, man. There he goes. Uh, (laughs) I didn't really get to read the ending of the books. And in the books, that's where all the juicy stuff is, I guess. Where all, like, like, where you get the, the, the stuff. Whereas in the TV show, they're giving it to you little by little. Like, in the TV show, they reveal, like, the parents didn't die in the fire, and they're super secret agents, and they're coming after the Baudelaire's, but they can't reach them. They just keep, they're always one step behind. It's all really, really strange um, for me, because I didn't know that the parents had survived. I didn't know that there was a sugar bowl involved. I didn't know the initials of VFD. I never knew that, and they revealed that in the in the TV show. So I'm way confused. There was a point in the TV show where I was like, "They're giving us so much about these characters." I'm wondering if Count Olaf is the good guy, and VFD and the parents. I wonder if they're the bad guys. But of course, Count Olaf does things in the show where you're like, "No, okay, he's clearly trying to kill them." There's no way that he is the good guy. There's no way they can swing that. Um, but it's a great show. It's a great book. And the way they write it is so great because they, they teach you things. 
you learn. Uh, when my niece is like six or seven years old, I'm going to read these books with her because they teach you about expressions and, and, and that not every story is happy. That's incredibly important in my opinion is that not every story can be happy. Well, I'm getting to my destination. I recommend both shows. They were both incredibly entertaining. I hope I wasn't driving you crazy uh, with what I've been saying. But that is the name of the podcast. Hopefully this one goes published. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't get non-published. Uh, and I, I hope to see you again. I really do. Uh, that being said, oh boy. Uh, ciao. I'm going to just try to park my car now <laughs> without completely screwing something up here. Uh, I think I can, I think I have space. It's been a couple days. I think I have space. I do. I have space. The only problem is, will my brother be able to get in? Hmm. <laughs> I think so. Yeah, he'll be fine, he'll be fine, he'll be fine. All right, that being said, I am out here, uh, ladies and gents. Gentlemen, thank you for listening, thank you for watching, and hopefully the song worked at the beginning of the podcast. It's a great new song, I'll, I'll go over it real quickly. The new song is called um, Stop Me. I think it's called Stop Me. And it's a new rap song, and it's fantastic. It's, it just gets my blood pumping. It's a good rap. It's one of the newer, it's one of the good raps from these rapsters. Uh, that I enjoy quite a bit. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening. And uh, until next time, until next time I drive somewhere, ciao.